0: Take your Bibles this morning please and turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. In many ways Mother's Day is a time of recollection. Time of thinking through memories and telling stories and recognizing the wonder of what God has done through some very special people in our lives. Friday, I had the opportunity to go down and see my mom for just a little bit. My son went with me, and as we were there, we talked to her and talked to to Dad and just shared some stories, Uh, some stories that at this point in their lives, the the facts are in dispute. And I'm not sure whether Dad is correcting Mom with genuine facts or Mom is correcting Dad with genuine facts. And some of you have been there but they're memories. They are opportunities to look at God's faithfulness and to understand how He, in a very special way, has directed them through now almost 70 years of marriage together. Paul here in 2 Timothy is writing to Timothy to encourage him, but he's looking back on his life. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, Paul says, "...I have fought a good fight." I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth for me is laid up a crown of righteousness, which the righteous judge shall give me on that day. Not to me only, but to all them who love his appearing. Do you love the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ? You looking forward to that today? If that's true, then there may well be a crown of righteousness in your future. As he is writing to Timothy, he is reminding Timothy of what has taken place in his life. He tells Timothy to stir up the gift that was given to him. To be faithful as a a pastor. And here in verse 6, the Apostle Paul writes these words. I'm sorry, verse 5. I am reminded of your sincere faith. A faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And now I am sure dwells in you as well. Paul is reminding Timothy of his faith, growing in faith and developing our faith and passing our faith along. Paul begins by talking about a sincere faith. If you have a King James, it says unfeigned faith. Actually, it's a compound Greek word that is not hypocritic. It is without hypocrisy. It has the idea of making sure that our faith is genuine. That it is one that was once delivered unto the saints. A faith that God has given to us through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. It is without pretense. It is a consistent faith. Paul in 1 Timothy chapter 1 says, The aim of our charge is to love is love that issues from a pure heart, good conscience, and sincere faith. Same word used. Is your faith a Sunday-go-to-meet-in faith? Or is it a Sunday-through-Saturday faith? Is it a faith that is consistent no matter what's going on in your lives? Or is it a faith that just kind of gets put on like a suit of clothes when you're around other people of? The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we need to begin the growth in our lives of faith with a sincere faith. My mom talks about how she came to know Christ as personal safety. May I share that with you this morning?
1: I was born in a farming community in northwestern Ohio where everybody went to church on Sunday. All the stores were closed on Sunday. Everybody washed their cars on Saturday to look nice at church. Whenever there were revival meetings in town or at the church, my parents made sure I went to every meeting. A person asked my mother, how can she go to the revival meetings each night and still be able to go to school? And my mother's reply was, well, if she gets too tired, I guess she won't go to school. So I went to all the revival meetings. Then they had daily vacation Bible schools. Since I was very competitive, when they asked you to memorize one verse, I would memorize two because I wanted the prize. During one of the revival meetings, all the young people were sitting in a row and I went forward when the invitation was given. My sister and two other young people went forward with me. Their names were Marjorie and Catherine Schmoker. Catherine Marjorie Smoker later became a missionary to Ethiopia, Africa. There we learned all about the Bible, I memorized many verses, memorized the books of the Bible in order. It didn't take me long to know that I was a sinner. My dad made that very clear to me when he was raising watermelons on his a portion of his farm for a cash crop. The neighbor boy and I decided to help him, so we picked all the watermelons and put them in a pile for him. We later found out we shouldn't have done that because the watermelons weren't ripe yet. Then I knew I was a sinner.
0: That's where it starts isn't it that's where our faith begins for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord now how do you know whether or not your faith is sincere how do you know whether or not your faith is genuine may i give you a four-way test it begins With trusting Christ as personal Savior. Jesus said, I am the only way, the only truth, the only life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. A genuine faith does not begin by coming to church. Although you may learn about what salvation is in church. A genuine faith does not begin with some kind of denomination. does not begin because your kids grow up well. A genuine faith begins with a personal relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. A genuine faith is not enamored by the world. Scripture says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loved the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And you and I need to recognize that that's pretty plain. The love of the Father is not in him for those who love the world. And we need to be careful that we are not enamored by the world. Now there are a couple of pictures that help us understand this. The first one is, do not love the world or the things of the world. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, at the end of 1 John, in chapter 5, John said this. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Loving the world is anything that takes God's place in your life and making that an emphasis Anything that shuts out God. Did you like my mom's testimony about her parents' attitude concerning revival meetings? Some of our kids might like that attitude. An hour and a half at a revival meeting, six hours at school, I'll go to the revival meeting and be too tired in the morning. But you know, it's it's interesting. What our culture emphasizes, doesn't it? We can't come to church because we might have to. And many in our culture seem unwilling to expose their kids to gospel truth because they don't want to push their kids in religion. Let me tell you something, if you don't plant seeds in their lives, it'll never grow. And you and I need to make sure that we are planting true seeds in, our lot, in the lives of our kids and not worldly seeds in the lives of our kids. There's a third part of this test that I think is very important. And that is the practicing of sin. 1 John chapter 1 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The writer goes on to say, he who practices sin is not of the Father. The continual practicing of sin is a good test concerning our sincere faith. And the last one, the love of the brethren. John says, if any man loves not the brethren, the love of the Father is not in him. You say, well, I love them all the time, I just don't like them very much. The Bible says that he who has of this world and can give to his brother and meet his needs if he shuts up his, his pocketbook, that does not show the love of the Father. And so we must understand that this genuine faith has a foundation, and it begins with Jesus Christ, and then the scripture is clear about what that means. We're not enamored with the world, we're not practicing sin, and we love our brothers, A genuine love that has their best interest at heart and we minister to and share with and give to them. A day does not go by that I do not tell my wife that I love her. There are some days that go by, I'm sure, in in her mind, where she says, show me, don't tell me. Huh? Huh? love of the brethren we need to show not only was paul reminding timothy of a sincere faith he was reminding him of a shared faith now we're not going to take time this morning to go back to acts chapter 14 and acts chapter 16 where where paul visited lisbra and derby where timothy was from But it was at one of those visits where Timothy's mother and and grandmother received Christ as personal Savior. Uh, Timothy's dad was probably not saved. Scripture says he was a Greek. But his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice had passed on their faith to Timothy. Timothy. Let me share with you a little bit about what my mom says about passing on faith.
1: My mother was a tremendous example to me. She was a nurse in a local nursing home. She would work particularly on Saturday nights, all night long, come home, get us ready for, school, for church, and then teach a Sunday school class. She never seemed to be tired. I couldn't understand that, but she put, she would read to us and make sure that we went to church. We knew there was a worldly out, uh, influence in our lives because the school started having things on Sunday, and my dad would and mother would not let me participate in any of those school activities. My, I had a sister who was a year older than I. And we had important places, particularly in the band. When the band played on Sunday, we were not there. We tried to tell my dad that it would affect our grades, but he didn't go for that. So pretty soon the school stopped having things on Sunday.
0: Sharing your faith. Not only sharing a faith that is founded in jesus christ but sharing a faith that affects our lives let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works but do what glorify your father which is in heaven it was indeed a shared faith but it was also a strong faith in just a few minutes we are going to have the opportunity of publicly demonstrating some children and and moms, dads, if you're part of that demonstration and you need to go get your kids, go right now to get your kids because we're going to want them in here in, in just a, a few minutes. But it was a, a strong faith, a legacy, a gift of God. Are you still in verse 1 Timothy chapter 1? Look with me at verse 6. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Now, it talks about a gift of God, doesn't it? And certainly, Timothy was gifted by God to minister. But I believe... That that gift which God had given to Timothy was encouraged by his mom and was encouraged by his grandmom. And there was indeed a legacy that was passed down as they shared the faith together. Now, I'm going to value this video. As I said, my mom will be 90 in August. And to have before me in visual form these snippets of her faith are just priceless. But do you have a strong enough faith to share? One of the sad things in ministry is to sit down with a family who has just lost a loved one. And one of the things that I, I try to find out is, how did this person who's just passed away How was their relationship with God? What was their relationship with God? How how did they respond to the gospel? And so I asked the family, was your mom, was your dad saved? Did they trust Christ? Oh, yes, they did. I said, well, tell me about that. Well, we don't know. Parents, can I encourage you to make sure you're passing on the legacy? That you are sharing with your kids, with your grandkids, your personal salvation experience. Now, if you share it and it's not lived out in your life, it's not a strong faith and it may not have a lot of credibility. But you need to share it. And you need to express it. So that when you get to glory, you leave something behind. And what you leave behind is that testimony of faith, that legacy of faith, that strong faith that made a difference in your life. Your assignment today is to make sure that your family members, one way or other, you may have to write them a letter. Make sure your family members know of your personal testimony in your relationship with God through His Son Jesus Christ. that's what it's all about isn't it this strength of faith that is passed on from generation to generation you know if you read judges chapter 2 it only took two generations for the children of israel to forgot to forget what god had done in the wilderness and that second generation didn't know the works of god And so left the relationship with God. So how's your faith today? Are are you growing in, in faith? How's your personal relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ? Now this morning we have a number of parents who want to make sure that they are passing on their faith. I'm going to ask the Rothschilds to, to come up, please. Brian, Jackie, are you here? The Burks, are you guys? Come on down, bring Claire, please. Christy? John, where are you guys? Come on down, please. In this, oh yeah. these parents stand before you this morning committing their lives to continue the faith. They cannot stand before you and guarantee that their kids will accept Jesus Christ as personal Savior. It's a personal decision that each of their children must make. But John and Christy, Craig and Connie and Brian and Jackie, you before us today are saying, we want to bring our children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We want to make sure that they have the seeds planted in their lives that will bring forth fruit of righteousness. But in order for that to happen, you better have it in your lives. Because children are so quick to understand insincerity they know when you don't mean it isn't that right and so your responsibility as you stand here today is to continue in the faith and to live out the faith in the lives of your kids connie craig adam jade allen's life what a responsibility that has for you and so let me encourage you to recognize what God is doing and pass that on to your kids. Ryan, Jackie, little Claire. <laughs> How precious. Your first. Wow. <laughs> Aren't changes coming in your life? And have come, exactly right. What a neat opportunity to pass on declare the wonder of God's word. John Christy. Peter. Peter. Thank you. Peter Christy. Luke and Caleb and Heidi. Yeah, you guys. Talking to mom and dad now. And how wonderful it is to see what God is doing as you share together. We're going to have a word of prayer and just ask God to work in a very special way in in these guys' lives. Now, as we pray for them, we have a responsibility too. And that responsibility which we have is to example what it is to live a Christian life. As we grow together as a family, let's pray together. Father, I thank you so much for the Rothschilds, for the Pollocks, for the Burks, what you're doing in their lives and the opportunity we have today to share with them just very briefly this morning. Pray that you would encourage them and minister to them and help them to know your goodness and your faithfulness. And Father, that as Peter and Christy Craig and Connie, as Brian and Jackie bring their children up. In your truth, in your word, that you'd give them wisdom, courage, stamina. And Father, that that seed that's planted in their kids' lives would bring forth fruit for your honor and your glory. Father, we love you. And we thank you for your love given to us today. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Peter, Christy, I'm going to ask that you take your kids. Yeah, amen is right. He's almost done. (laughs) Take your your kids out back and let people greet you, will you please? Craig, Connie, Brian, Jackie, would you take them, please? And and we're just going to show a a little bit of a video, all right? This is a, a dedication video, and I'm sure those of us who have kids who have grandkids will identify.
2: I can't believe you're here now Tiny dream come true The answer to a prayer now I'm so in love with you Couldn't wait to meet you Hope you like your name I get the funny feeling Life will never be the same Safe and sound You're here with me now Like I hope You'd be safe and sound You're here with me now And that's all I'll ever need The world's a scary place here But baby, it's all right I'll make sure the coast is clear, so you can just leave tight. But if you're afraid of monsters, like everybody is, I'll be right beside you, closer than a kiss. Safe and sound, I'm here. So baby, close your eyes now, and say a prayer with me. Lord, I lay me down to sleep now, but I know I will be safe and sound. You're here with us now.
0: Thank you so much for coming today. I trust you were encouraged. I trust that some seed was planted in your life that will bring forth spiritual fruit. Our ladies are going to be in the back and want to minister to all the moms who are here. So, so ladies, if, if you need to do something very quickly to prepare for that, please do something very quickly to prepare for that. <laughs> I've committed a cardinal sin. I've gone two minutes past 12 on Mother's Day. I, I, I know, y'all you know, have reservations it's been a good morning, right? It's been good to share together. If I can minister to you anyway, I'm going to stay here at the front. There are plenty of people in the back that you'll want to greet and meet and and share together. And if I can do anything to to be part of, of your life, it would indeed be my privilege. Stand with me, will you please? Let's pray. Father, it has been good to be in your house today. With your people, looking at your word. Thank you for Dave and Sue and their ministry. Thank you, Father, for the, what you've done in Roy's life. And, and thank you, Father, for Peter and, and Christy and Craig and Connie and Brian and Jackie and their families. Lord, we just thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for all our moms. And Father, we pray now that you would dismiss us with your presence. Go before us, prepare our paths. And may we look forward to gathering together Unless you send your son to take us home. And Father, that would be such a wonderful event. We love you, Father. And we thank you for your love given to us through your son. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.